Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Have you ever wondered where the victory is? The victory over sin and suffering and death that we keep hearing about in God's Word. The victory that people of faith right throughout the ages have staked their lives on. We hear it again today in the first reading through the prophet Zechariah. Rejoice heart and soul. In other words, rejoice from the deepest part of you, daughter of Zion. Shout with gladness daughter of Jerusalem, see now your king comes to you. He is victorious. He is triumphant. This, of course, is a prophetic image in the Old Testament of Jesus who has now come as our king, as our victorious king. But have you had a look around lately? Let's put aside for a second the pandemic Have you noticed the injustice that is still rife in our world, the millions of people who are displaced from their homes? Have you noticed the severe levels of poverty that still exist, that millions of people every day are dying because they don't have their basic needs met? Have you noticed the the greed that still corrupts our systems, the conflict between nations and tribes, the disregard that we can have for the the dignity of the human person and, and human life? Have you noticed all the dislocation that is, is happening uh, within families and, and maybe even within yourself? Have you noticed your own insecurities, your jealousies, your fears, your anxieties? I mean, you would be forgiven for asking, where is this victory? Where is this victorious king? Now the Christian response to this question is that the victory is here and is now. It's just that the victory uh, often looks a, a little bit different to what we expected. This is something that uh, Jesus' first disciples uh, found so difficult to understand, at least initially. You see, they had this uh, understanding, they had this expectation of uh, what their victorious king was going to look like, what uh, he was going to do. But Jesus delivered a very different kind of victory and we see Uh, Just an early sign of that today in this Old Testament reading, you see this victorious, triumphant king, it says, is humble and riding on a donkey. Not a a, a military horse, as a a king would be expected uh, to, to be on, but a humble donkey, which of course is exactly what Jesus did as he entered into Jerusalem on the way to the cross. You see, the power and the victory that Jesus brings us is often different to what we expect, but 
it is still victory. It's just a different kind. It's, it's a deeper kind of victory. You see, the, the victory that Jesus brings us begins in many ways as a hidden victory. And I think the greatest example of this is in the resurrection. That is the ultimate victory, the, the victory over sin and death. And did you notice that this victory happened without anyone seeing it? It was hidden. In the same way, this victory of Jesus happens in us. We could say in the dark, in a hidden kind of way. Jesus gives us the example of the mustard seed. He says, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of seeds. It's almost invisible. It's almost hidden. But it grows and eventually it becomes a large tree. He also gives the image of yeast. He says the kingdom of God is like yeast mixed into flour. It's, in other words, it's, it's hidden. It's invisible, but, but of course that yeast makes the whole thing grow. Both of these images of the kingdom of God, of, of, of the victory of God, start with something that is, that, is, that is hidden, but over time it expands and it grows and it becomes more evident to us. See, that's, that's why we call it faith. Because there is a hidden dimension to our earthly experience of life in God. We need to be mindful that we don't misunderstand or misread the hiddenness. Sometimes when we don't see any victory, we uh, start to doubt. We start to lose confidence in our King. And, and rather than being patient, rather than waiting and trusting, we we go and try and make the victory happen ourselves, or, or even worse, we just give up. This is what Paul, St. Paul is addressing today uh, in his community. You see, it, it seems like uh, these early Christians were also in a, a kind of place of, of doubt. They were questioning whether this King Jesus was really making a difference in their life. And from what I can read uh, from this text, uh, they were starting to revert back to their old way of, uh, their old behaviour. And St Paul today is reassuring them, he's saying, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, and it is through your baptism... Then he who received, he who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your own mortal bodies through his spirit that is living in you. St. Paul's saying, even if it seems like God is not doing much, you need to trust that the spirit is working in you, like yeast, in a hidden kind of way, even if you can't see it. You need to trust in it. That's why the practice of spiritual direction 
is so important for us. The whole purpose of spiritual direction is to help us to identify where God is at work in our life, often in hidden kinds of ways. So Paul also says today, if you want to be sure of this victory, he says, your interests must not be in the unspiritual. In other words, you must not get caught up in trying to do life apart from God, uh, living in ways that eventually will lead you into sin and selfishness. But he says, if you want the victory, you need to live spiritual lives. In other words, you need to... uh, Constantly keep your eyes on God. That's that's the most basic way of understanding what it, what Paul's saying here about living a spiritual life. We need to keep our eyes on God. We need to continue to yield to God's offer of life and love, which of course we find most fully in the person of Jesus. And we hear in the gospel today, Jesus says, Come to me. Come to me, depend on me, rely upon me. All you who are weighed down, all of you who are burdened, and I will give you rest. I will lift your burdens. I will give you victory. You see, the victory Jesus brings us here and now is a a victory of what he calls rest. By rest, he's not talking about sleep, uh, but by rest, Jesus is, is talking about the, that experience of deep peace that comes from knowing the mercy and the compassion of God. Rest is that experience of, of deep contentment that comes from knowing who we really are our true value, that we're part of of a much bigger and a much better story than we often realise. The the image that this word rest kind of leads us to or or suggests to us is of an oasis in the middle of a desert. When Jesus says he gives us rest, he's talking about uh, refreshing our soul. This victory, in many ways, is hidden. It, 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 it happens on the inside, in our souls and in our hearts and in our minds. But it is a victory that is real nonetheless and which eventually will start to flow out and impact all the areas, all the dimensions of our life. Now, Jesus makes it clear to us today, if we want to receive this rest, this victory of God in our lives, if we want to um, walk into the kingdom of God that is offered to us here and now, we need to recognize that 
we can't do that uh, through military force. That's not how the victory of Jesus comes about. It doesn't come about through fame or popularity. It, it doesn't come about uh, through being, um, what's the words that Jesus uses? Learned and clever. No, the victory of God comes to us simply through relationship. Through relationship with God, through being like little children is the image that Jesus gives us today. What are little children like? Well, they're humble, they're open, and they're prepared to receive all the love that they're given. Victory comes through relationship. And the more that we grow in this relationship, the more that we experience the victory, the victory over our sin and our selfishness, the, the victory over uh, our fears and our anxieties, the victory over any lack of meaning and purpose that we may carry in our lives until one day, one day we experience this victory in all its fullness in the kingdom of God where everything is revealed. Nothing is hidden any longer. That's the promise for each one of us. You see, each one of us can be victorious here and now because Jesus is our victory. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.